Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders, sharing thoughts and practical tips for becoming more customer-centric and accelerating revenue growth. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, CEO at Momentum ITSMA, a global B2B growth consultancy and advisory firm. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. Generative AI has been all the rage in conversations over the last 12 months, and it's the number one trend that CMOs, marketing leaders are talking about for 2024. I thought we should get some of the best, brightest onto this episode, and I've invited Catherine White, uh, who leads public sector marketing at Google Cloud, to talk about building the best generative AI-powered marketing team in the world. Catherine, welcome. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you with us. Um, you, you featured on our show uh, when you were Chief Marketing Officer at T-Systems, but keen to dive in, Catherine. Lots has happened over the last few years since our last recording. Tell us a bit about your current role. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. I, as you said, lead public sector marketing in Google. I joined here in June. But to bridge back to our last time together on the podcast, I see a lot of similarities, but I think the rate and pace of change is even more. So we talked about the changes happening in the marketplace, the changes happening in marketing, and the changes that are required for us as leaders and practitioners in marketing where, you know, we believe that marketing will never be the same. Well, lo and behold, a whole nother chapter of change has disrupted us yet again in our approach, our thinking, and I would argue the mandate for us to lead. So I, I've said many times, and I, I strongly believe our jobs our roles, our organization, and yes, even the market and customers we serve will look nothing like it does today in five years. And so the question, you know, I hope we get to explore what's our role in that change. Fantastic. No, really looking forward to unpacking that. And I know you're leading leading the way, uh, certainly, uh, uh, as, as you look at generative AI's application across across your business and team. You described and, and the inspiration really for, for welcoming you back onto the podcast. Uh, we were at an event together and you talked about this idea of building the best generative AI powered marketing team in the world. What, what makes you so passionate about generative AI? Is it the potential to completely change the mandate for marketing as you've just touched on? Or is it something broader than that? Well, I think it's, for me, an intense desire to both learn and teach. And this is a moment that's going to change us. So we will either lead it or be led by it. And I think also from a Google perspective, we have to be in the role of role modeling, learning, experimenting, and advising so that we are able to have the confidence and uh, best practices and also mistakes to share with those we serve. So I think it's it's both an obligation and an opportunity. Uh, but honestly, I think, I hope everyone listening to the podcast is listening because they're in the midst of this leadership challenge and want to further lead. But yeah, I think, I mean, if, if any of us have uh, experimented with Gen AI, we know it has the power to transform. I mean, huge potential, and let's definitely get into unpacking the impact it's going to have for, on marketing and, and what mandate this gives. And I, I feel like it really plays to your strengths, Catherine, as this continuous learning, uh, but also this restless uh, desire that you have to uh, keep keep advancing. Let, let's talk a little bit about the buying process and I, I guess getting back to core principles when it comes to go-to-market and marketing. You know, what we're seeing in our, our research, it'd be great to get your, your take on this, um, particularly as it relates to building out your team and your generative AI strategy. 
know, we're, we're seeing that the buying process is, is accelerating and generative AI in many ways offers a potential solution for this kind of pace of these buying cycles. How can marketing and sales teams get ahead of it? You know, one of the data points we, we saw a, f- a few weeks ago from CBX is that 71% of winners emerge way before the shortlist stage. You know, so, so companies are researching, Providers are, are are gaining access and, and building both physical and mental availability with accounts. Do, do you think generative AI is going to help um, the pace of buying cycles, help marketing teams get ahead of it or, or something else? I think it's going to help and I think it's going to make transparent any faults that we have underneath. And what I mean by that, and this was one of the first activities we took on, if you're in it, using any of the gen AI tools and you ask why would someone use your product, solution, brand, you know, give the justification and it doesn't give the answer you think it should? That's because it's pulling data that you have in the in the marketplace on your website, whatever your content deliverables are, that aren't providing that clarity. So the first thing we did was do a self-reflection on the content and the compelling nature of that as being sort of the the foundational elements of any Gen AI tool set that any prospect is using to look at why they should be working with us. And again, I think every organization can be doing that because our our whole marketing is now laid bare by these external tool sets. I guess double clicking on that point um, and looking at a little bit of the kind of the bad and the ugly of of how generative AI is, is showing up. You've talked about this comparison that you can now do and and where we're seeing in buying processes that more providers are getting shortlisted than ever before i think in the last two years um that that figures um in- increased tr- dramatically do you think that the the growth of generative ai from your customers and your prospects in the buying process is going to heighten competition will everybody end up looking looking the same um or w- will it end up creating more more confusion at um which partners you should be working with I think there will probably be a period of confusion before there's a period of clarity, like like most of these transition points. Um, for me, I believe you know there's some. It's important for each of us to understand the principles around which the organizations are providing these tool sets, what they're doing with our data, um, security not just of our own data, but of the system more broadly. So I'm very much positioning, you know, our tool sets around Google at the intersection of AI and security. You can't have one without the other. And I think as more people begin to look at the interdependencies, there will be fewer providers that both on their principles and their approach align with your brand, your brand promise, and your commitment to your customers. So so again, I think a period of, you know, lots of trial and error testing and lots of providers uh, with consolidation later on, more principle and uh, security driven. Yeah. So don't don't forget the security angle. What what about this kind of idea of trust as we talk about security, just to, to segue, you know, we, we've seen a growing kind of decline, if you will, of trusted advisors in the in the last four or five years. I think our data is showing that you know, on average, you had 3.94 trusted advisors as, as an executive, and that number has declined um, over the past five years down to less than two. Do you think generative AI is just going to exacerbate this kind of ongoing decline? You know, how, how can marketing really navigate this? And I know you're keen to get into the, some of the um, the upside, so I'm just create, creating a bit of tension, healthy tension here before we dive in. Look, I think trust is made up of so much more than any tool. 
I think if the foundational trust is there and we experiment together and we understand, again, what the principles around which that provider of those tools or that solution or that capability is based on, then then we will learn together in a way that is not compromising trust, that a way in a way that is not compromising data, in a way that is not compromising integrity. Um, but but that foundation of trust is independent of tool, right? We we have to have that trust through many many things we do, many touch points with customers, prospects, uh, etc. So so I I think there are ways to accelerate and decelerate trust with any touch point. And importantly, with any technology transition. And we are in arguably the largest technology transition of our careers. Got it. So your, your view, Catherine, is, you know, trust can easily be lost in lots of different ways. And generative AI, you know, clearly is is one of those key areas. And But really a watching brief, you can actually leverage it to build trust uh, as well. Um, so make, make, make every moment count. Exactly. Let's be on this journey together kind of builds trust as opposed to the alternative. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Whilst listening, please hit follow or subscribe on your podcast platform to get access to our full library of recordings and alerts of all new episodes. So explore a little bit of some of the buying tensions. Let's kind of shift gear now and look at um, the mandate for marketing. Uh, you know, lots and lots of discussions that um, I, I know you're, you're having, um, I'm having a center around this idea of what impact does generative AI have on my um your marketing mandate, the resources, the structures of marketing, um, how, how far and deep and wide should should we be be looking at this? What, what's your take? Love to hear this from you, Catherine. Well, I, I wish I would give you just my pure take, but I actually ask uh, Gen AI tool in preparation for our discussion, why would somebody? Yeah, exactly. And so there there's four elements and, and I think they're pretty good, actually. First is to better understand your customer in the marketplace. And we can cut out all kinds of steps by using even the externally available tools to better understand what's happening around our customers, their competitors, and the marketplace writ large. That that is a accelerant for all of us in marketing. So and very easy, like we can all be doing that today. The second one is automate repetitive tasks. Now, again, there's many things that we do as marketers that, you know, our brains, our time should be used for doing other things. A a nice example uh, for me is, you know, just just getting started on writing content. And now that's on the one hand, it's not repetitive. On the other hand, it gives you a fast start towards something. Even as the expert content person, you, you have time where you, you know, struggle to get started. It's not your content. It's something that helps you get started faster. You're not looking at the cursor clicking or, yeah, you're not looking at a blank blank screen. You you can get started quicker. Exactly. A fast start element. Uh, There are things when we look at, you know, our metrics, you know, what's the insight of this? I was doing something organizationally around a SWOT analysis and a bunch of different teams had done their version. And I asked a Gen AI tool, you know, what What's the aggravated SWAT and what are the implications to an organization that has this profile? Now, of course, I didn't use that, but it gave me some insight and ways to think about that were absolutely helpful in that. So I think, you know, if you think about repetitive tasks and automation more broadly, there's many, many use cases within, you know, end-to-end funnel, within account-based marketing, within marketing writ large. The third area, the Gen AI told me to probe on was an improved return on investment. 
you know, what's giving us a better return in what situations? Now, I think that needs also, you know, to be more embedded with your internal data. This would be a more, you know, of your own based Gen AI tool set or LLM or data set. And again, using a provider that allows you to have your own version of, of the content, not using your data for something else. But when you have that, it absolutely can provide us more effective return on investment. Uh, the other day I was using a Sheets version, so a spreadsheet version. I used Duet AI, I used a, a Gen AI tool to help me create a prioritization framework. It's one of the best prioritization frameworks I've ever used. Now, still, I modified it a bit, but it was amazingly effective. So that that sort of combines both the automated aspect of it or task aspect of it, both return on investment. And the fourth thing that Gen AI tool said, which is, I think, where we started is AI is the future of market. And, and to, to sort of lean into that, maybe I can talk a little bit about AI summer school which I think, Alicia, I had mentioned when we were together at, at the event. Fantastic. Yeah, no, I'd love to um, dive into your AI summer school. I, I think there's an interesting point that you touched on that I'd love love to unpack a little bit there. This idea of, I think lots of people are, are looking to generative AI to do more for less and you know, process and um, you know, repetitive tasks. What I loved in, in that summary, and as you were describing some examples, is this idea of using generative AI to fuel critical thinking, to inspire your thought patterns as, as you've described it and, and leverage it to, to more deeply understand your, your customers. Uh, are there any learnings as you've been, I know you've been paving the way with, a, with your team and looking at different use cases that, that you think this has driven better critical thinking because we've applied it in this way versus it just being do more for less? You know, one moment that I was both embarrassed and inspired by is we had put together a really nice white paper on our view of, of AI leadership. And my boss put it into one of the tool sets that we have. Actually, it's an external tool set, but we've modified it for internal use. That you put a simple PDF in there and it gives you an end-to-end -end campaign. All the different things one should do around the PDF, in this case, white paper, to have a fully-fledged campaign. Now, again, wasn't 100% perfect, but it was more than 80% fast start ready. And, and that can be done where it already has your brand voice, your style guide, your, you know, the, the elements that are known for your brand is already preloaded into a tool like this. And then it's giving you really a fast start on taking something that you know is a valuable asset and giving you a fast start on how to get that out into the marketplace in an effective way. So this, this is a, a simple example that every single one of us can use. And talk about enablement. You, you know, I know you, you're a really passionate learner yourself and you know, fantastic to see your leadership across your team in helping to build and equip generative AI uh, literacy um, and then really helping equip the team in their day-to-day -day, uh, workflow. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing uh, with your summer, summer AI effort and, and, and how you're enabling your teams as well. Yeah, no, I'd love to. So I'll start back with last August. So I, I joined Google in June. I said, okay, we're going to do this AI summer school. And remember, I'm basically joined in the summer. So that was a pretty cheeky thing to say from the very beginning. But I would expect nothing less from you, Catherine. <laughs> but I was convinced if we didn't lean into this, it would lean faster than our ability. So I wanted to make a statement organizationally, uh, as well as to the marketplace, that, that we were going to really be the best. So we got together, we brought in internal experts. 
So people that understood Google tool sets, as well as understood, you know, marketing tools more broadly. And we brought in external experts uh, that were, for example, advising our customers and prospects on the use of AI and a developer perspective, somebody who's developing these tools for use within their organization. So I felt it was really important that we had a broad landscape of how people externally are looking at this. So as part of that, we of course had pre-read and pre-train or training to do in advance, virtual training to do in advance before we came to the session. And I was worried that we might deprioritize it, or I, I also have a strong belief that if you don't apply what you've learned, you don't retain it. So we also ran a AI uh, science fair as part of summer school. So we took really old school <laughs> with hopefully really new school or with the latest thinking to pull together. We used poster boards, we did hypothesis, but what we then applied what we had learned in the training to say, here's a use case in my science fair, and, and here's how it would change my effectiveness, either how it already did or how I think it could if this you know, created a, a larger program or project. And then the judges who were our speakers selected, you know, the, the best project over a set of criteria. And in fact, we, we deployed those winning projects in a broader kind of effort that was across all of Google marketing. So it was a really powerful way to sort of ground into immediate application. So we get the inspiration and the practicality in the same session and then the next day it was more about, so what do we prioritize? How will we incorporate this into our work each and every day? And what broader things do we need to take on more as a team or organizationally? And we have continued to invest, you know, to share insights. I hope everyone's using something every day. I promise you I learn something every day in this. Uh, we have different chat groups set up, sometimes by the tool set, sometimes by the, the organizational group, and it's changing faster than our ability to learn. And so we all have to commit to this in ways we never have before. Before we could learn something and apply it over time, improve it, but this technology is changing so fast that the learning curve and the change curve are like on top of each other. So we're continuing to invest in ourselves and in training and curriculum for the marketplace, but we also wanted to recommit to this summer school idea. So this coming summer, we're doing two versions of it, both different than last year. One more for our you know, prospects, practitioners, IT decision makers, uh, probably also will have some aspects that are more globally around Google, Google Cloud, but as well, we'll address you know, the specifics of the AI, Gen AI landscape, use cases, and what we're learning uh, across that. And we are, for our agency partners and for our business partners, marketing organizations, and our own internal, so it's, it's a broad, if you will, marketing ecosystem, running a second AI summer school just for that group. So it's a broader group, but we feel like how we work together will be really critical. And one thing, Alicia, I should have mentioned previously is as we were selecting our future strategic agency partners, we in fact asked for and evaluated on their use and their commitment to AI within their own organization uh, to improve their efficiency and how they would be working with us going forward. And again, I think that's something we can all do.
it feels like you're you're not just walking the walk, you're talking the, the talk and, and also seeing this as a, a continuous effort. This isn't a once and done um, and surrounding yourself with the talent, the knowledge and, and also the right ecosystem to keep keep learning and keep pushing ahead. There's clearly a huge amount of noise, Catherine, in the, in the market. And as you say, continuous change. Um, you, you see a new Gen AI tool popping up every every other day there's um multiple uh, use cases there's, there's lots lots of things you can be doing how, how can marketing leaders cut through the noise and focus on on what's really going to move the needle because you can be forever in testing mode right yeah no i think this goes back to the conversation we had previously on who will be your trusted partner on this journey right there if there's some core partnerships around which you can build some we can build some test and learn I think that's the best mix. I also think we are on this journey with our agency partners, with marketing organizations that are supporting us that we have to all commit to. They may be testing different aspects and together we figure out a way to to be more effective. And so that that sharing across the community, moments like this, moments where we really help each other to advance the function. And this, I think, is the mindset we have to be in when the when the technology curve is changing this quickly. We're obliged to help each other. Curriculum needs to change at the university, uh, undergraduate, graduate level. Uh, we need to commit to learn and apply in ways we never had before. If it's not part of your motion today, force yourself from a calendar scheduling uh, learning standpoint, who you mentor, how you mentor, like every one of your touch points where you feel like you're expanding into new space, which I hope is most of our day, there needs to be a piece of it that is an AI discussion. I would recommend grounding that in a trusted AI partner slash partnership uh, because you, we need that kind of safe base to come back to and say, does this really fit the principles? Is this helping me to better serve my customers? Is it helping my team? And is it helping me? I think one aspect of all this churn is to take a step back and say, you know, what's your role in five years? And how is that reflected in your CV or resume or LinkedIn or however you profile yourself? You know, how how is that reflected today? And what do you envision that in five years? The reason I say that back to the question of, you know, how do you deal with the churn? You set some goals personally, professionally, for your team, for your organization, and move toward that. Great advice. And you've made it really kind of some pragmatic steps um, in that, Catherine. I'm curious, you've built and led large marketing teams, uh, organizations of various shapes and sizes. Um, what, what do you think fundamentally is changing in the role of the marketing practitioner because of generative AI? I mean, clearly you've mentioned building it into your curriculum, um, using it in your day-to-day -day skills. But if we pair it all back, does does this mean that we become more functional um, within marketing? Does it mean more deeper expertise within a particular channel? Does it mean we become generalists? What are you seeing? Look, I think everything is changing and yet nothing is changing. I mean, we will still be evaluated on our T-shaped curve. You know, do we have the depth of insight in our area of expertise? And do we have the breadth across the full marketing function? At the same time, I believe our, our productivity, our ability to drive insights beyond which we ever have before, and our ability to understand customers, bring that into an advanced kind of experience that improves continually, 
that is based on principles that feels, you know, personalized and empowering for our customers and, and prospects. And at the same time, enables us to be better in each of those aspects that we're already skilled at. Um, and you only, that only happens, back to sort of connecting these dots, through this continuous commitment, right? If everything changes, then we have to be committed to this in a different way. Got it. So keep learning, keep that continuous cycle and do it Do it with a trusted partner, trusted backbone that you can rely on. Hugely excited um, you know, hearing the passion in your voice um, as well, Catherine, of the potential of generative AI. Just want to talk about, I guess, a slightly grittier topic um, as, as we look at the power of generative AI. You know, there's, there's obviously lots of reliance on LLM models, you know, knowledge management's got a big role to play as well as this continuous learning and, and the, the, the platform and trusted partner that you select. How are you thinking about harnessing your data, um, be it across marketing, sales, go-to-market, to give you an edge in, in the way that you're generating artificial intelligence, how you're applying Gen AI? Yeah, look, I think it goes back to the kind of variety of use cases that we in marketing have, have sort of always used and then how we use Gen AI to, to help us with that, to accelerate. So I think when we look to understand what's happening externally, we can use a tool that is using external data, right? We don't need internal data for that, you know? So there's aspects about asking, you know, what's happening in the marketplace and even perception of our brand that we can get insight from these tools. In most cases, it's not 100% the answer, just like any other thing that we use Gen AI for. But it is, it is very easy to use, widely available, and very relevant for those kind of market customer-based use cases, as we talked about before. When we look at internal use cases are things that have specific aspects for us. So we internally are very mindful and committed to you know, only using the data we're allowed to use for the certain tools that we have access to. So there has to be some oversight in terms of the tools back to this trusted partnership, the tools that one is willing to use and how we use it. But within that, then to be able to customize where we're using it for specific use cases. So we talked about the one where we're doing campaign elements, where it already is pre-populated with our brand voice style and, and other content guidance. You know, what looks and sounds like us is pre-populated in the tool. And then it's pulling, in addition, only from your own specific data. It's it's using that your data only for your Gen AI use cases. So internal use cases can be pulling from your data and giving you something, whatever, around um, an insight that's specific to you. Or it can be something that's being used across your marketing organization where it's pre-populated with things that sort of frame your brand tone and voice. So aspects of marketing that are consistent and pre-populated. So those aspects would then only be accessible to you and would have to be used with your own LLM or data sets that are uh, framed within that model. So this goes back to how it's set up also with your own architecture and with your trusted provider. So you choose tools, you choose data, you choose use cases based on what's most relevant to you. Got it. So it goes back to your point around making sure you're partnering with with a, a trusted provider and really thinking through 
holistically where where you're heading as as you're building out your you know your marketing team you're building out marketing muscle you know it sounds like an exciting chapter um this this coming summer as well for the the broader ecosystem what projects or initiatives are you a top of mind right now as you think right how do i really turbocharge our marketing effort how, how do we really tap into the full power is it about continuous learning and, and building more literacy or are, are there some specific initiatives that you're driving that other marketing leaders should be adopting? Yeah, I, my head goes first to those use cases for our clients, for you know customers in the marketplace. So I'll start there and then sort of come into how that's uh, some examples uh, internally as well. But an example is we're doing amazing Gen AI use cases serving citizens and constituents in different cities around the world. So something with emergency cities in in one place, translation services in another, um, maps in another, cybersecurity in another. So I, I tend not to think of it as an ideal city, but an example city where all of this can come together and completely change the constituent experience. It's happening today, it's just not all happening in the same city. Now let's take that same example into, into a marketing scenario. For example, we're doing aspects of uh, applying Gen AI to support account-based marketing. But what if we took all assets and was were able to use Gen AI to then modify that so that everything was personalized for that particular account or from one industry to another or from one country to another? I mean, this is completely doable today. We're just now doing it just in smaller examples. Doing that at scale, automating that across the organizations and bringing in multimodal capabilities, which is how we think, how we learn. Uh, again, like the city example, it's all happening today. It's just not all happening in one organization, in one marketing organization or team at scale. I mean, certainly feels like lots, you know, there's ability to add lots of speed and insight across all of marketing and uh, these use cases that you've been building and rolling out of fantastic stepping stones and seeing it all come together as as it will do quickly during 2024. What impact are you most excited about when you think about your customers and marketing to to your um, customers and prospects that you think will, will add value to how they're buying through generative AI? Is it the great greater precision? Is it about leading with insight and being more relevant every interaction or, or is it broader than that? Well, for sure, it starts with that, where it feels much more personalized for me, that I can see the relevance of the use cases to change in the public sector world, the ability to achieve the mission in the business world, to be able to achieve the objectives or the customer loyalty or the customer impact in a way that's that's much more scalable than we've ever seen before. But I also think it goes back to the trust between our organizations and our customers when we're on this journey with them. It's helping them to apply the same content, the same tools into as we're applying them, as they apply them into whatever their objectives are. So this mutuality, this codependency uh, to be on this journey with our customers will, I believe, change the power and impact of marketing uh, in the organization as well. Fantastic. Well, so so much to uh, look forward to and you know, lots to come over the next few quarters. I would love to finish, Catherine, with your uh, single biggest piece of advice for other marketing leaders that are going down 
this path and um, you know clearly we're, we're all expecting everybody to embrace generative AI uh, but those that are really wanting to to lead in, in the way that you're doing and, and really building a marketing team that is you know fully generative AI powered well, of course the the simple answer is to start the broader point I would say is also look at your agency partners right that the the organizations with whom you work where are they on this curve and I would argue we want to be partnering with people that are also leaning into the future with us and for us. And then I think our organizations, you know, take the lead from those around them and, of course, their, their immediate manager, our leader. How are you setting the objectives? I mean, this is a, the time to, of the year to set objectives for the year. How are you setting objectives to help your team become the team that will be the best AI marketer, be the best marketers in the world. And for me, that is going to be infused with AI to help us in speed and scale. Two things that have been very difficult for us in the past, we now have the opportunity to do. So how will your objectives reflect that outcome while also reflecting the learning journey and the support for the learning journey across the organization? And this constant motion of test and learn, where we as leaders are out there being vulnerable, making mistakes, uh, creating use cases, uh, creating those moments of, wow, I can remember some of the early days I just had people come over and say, look what just happened. Isn't this amazing? And that kind of uh, ability to both inspire and be pragmatic uh, to support our teams in this journey, I believe is the obligation of all of us. And I'd be happy to uh, partner with anyone on the journey. I think it's a, a marketing journey, not just an organizational journey. And uh, the more of us that are on it, the faster we'll get there. Fabulous. Uh, we're going to finish finish there. Cultivating a generative AI culture sounds like the winning formula. Uh, so fantastic to get your your opinion and, and point of view and hear a little bit about your experiences so far, Catherine. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Thanks so much for having me and thanks for listening. Thanks so much, Catherine. Really enjoyed it. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum IPSMA, a leading B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. Learn more at MomentumITSMA.com.